0: Pro ball spa you want good words Data language talk real sports with a real man come after me i'm a man i'm 40 and now here's the be all end all know it all of high school college and pro sports aaron skinny Cow with the skinny on sports we're talking about practice man
1: i'm the mvp in a good rainy Thursday morning, it is the Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, 1240 AM, KADS, the Sports Animal. Jared Atha filling in for Aaron Kalk on this Thursday morning. He is supposedly golfing. I don't think that's happening, but he's probably still out there hanging out, hoping for any kind of break in the weather where he can get that done. It's really for a cool cause, he's out there with the Oak City Fire Department and their golf tournament. That I think it's like the third year in a row they put this on, maybe longer. And um, Second, isn't it? Second. I, I, is it been? I thought it's been longer, but... I think for last year was the first time. Yeah, I think it, so. I might be wrong. Success last year, so they're going to try it again today, and uh, hopefully they can get at least nine in uh, at this rate. But, uh, no one's complaining about this rain. That voice you heard was Jimmy Clark. He knows the he knows very well how valuable I'm rain filling is. in for uh, Jared Athan. By the way, that's how it's working. We're just all playing <laughs> musical chairs here. But uh, hey, thanks for coming in, helping yeah. me out. Appreciate you. Hey, don't forget the show is recorded. We put it in a podcast form uh, all your podcast services, uh, iTunes, Amazon Music. The list goes on and on. You can find a replay of this show, or just go to KADS. A.m.com or just follow us on Facebook. We like to put a link on the show on there as well. You can get everything on the Paragon app. Hey, jumping right into it, our first guest or our only guest today is head coach of the Elk City uh, Big Elk football team, head coach Zach Maynard coming off a successful season last year, already prepping for next season. I'm sure that prep never stops as soon as the season's over last year. And there was supposed to be a big uh, spring football game tonight, but obviously that's probably not going
2: to happen, Coach, right? Right. No, we're going to – we decided just to cancel all that today and uh, felt like we had a good enough spring and didn't want to risk getting out there and, and, you know, getting all muddy and and somebody getting hurt and injured. So just decided that right now, as well as it's gone so far, just – we're in a good place we could just stop right now all right
1: well i prepped for this interview on the preface that there was going to be a spring game so i all my questions are thrown out so thanks for coming in no i'm I just kidding <laughs> well seriously how has the offseason gone i mean i i'm sure it never stops for for a head coach uh you're always probably always thinking forward movement like well, what do we do next year to get better and stuff like that so how is an offseason for you what what does that entail
2: oh uh, i mean it, it just in weights and and trying to get kids to grow up and um you know got to groom a whole new group of leaders and and you know kind of in the same boat as last year last year we had the uh you know the year before uh, 2021 i think we had what 18 seniors and and then um you know obviously we had to, to find a way to create the group that we had last year to get some leadership out of them um you know and that's where we're at right now we're trying to find the guys who are going to lead and uh, do it the right way and um, uh, and, and lead the football team. And so, you know, obviously we got to grow, grow through that. It's a growing process. Um, but, you know, it, it's always fun this time of year because you you, you can see where you could possibly end up uh, if you find some leadership and, and and the ball rolls your way once or twice. And um, so it's just an exciting time, really. It's an exciting time to be around the, the football program.
1: Yeah, you mentioned you the seniors – from the year before, there was a lot of them, and that was a successful run. And then you 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 were able to fill those voids left, uh, big voids too, left by those that talented senior bunch, uh, with the group that you had last year, and almost replicate the success that was there that year before. And uh, then, of course, did what this year or this past year did, going all the way to the semifinal again. And now there's you know. Before last year, and this is a kind of a common thing that I've seen. I, I'm not sure you do it, but I do it as a media guy. I'm looking at the message boards. I'm looking at what all the chatter, the priests, you know, what do people think? What's going to happen to Big Elks? And, and the same thing I heard going into last year was, oh, well, they lost the big senior class. They'll be okay, but they won't compete for the district. And then kind of the same things being said, oh, well, they lost a lot off that team that went far last year. Are, are you seeing that? Is that a motivational tool that you're using?
2: Oh, well, there's always motivation from things like that. Uh, You know, everybody's going to say that. People who are from the outside looking in uh, every year is going to go, well, they lost this kid or that kid or this group of of, of seniors. And um, for me, it's not about that. I want to build. We want to build something. Uh, sustainable that's that that goes on for a long time and um, you know if you look at the guys that I played for coach Weber at Davis and uh, you know knowing coach Roof and kind of the way that they did things that that was sustainable throughout whatever group of kids they had and so you know obviously that's what we're trying to get to it's what we want to be about and um, I feel like we've got a great chance of doing that opportunity to do that again this year Um, you know obviously we've got to get better Um, we're, we're not ready to go win a district title right now but do we have the opportunity yes um, and, and we're excited about that. You know, our um, our kids are, are, are they relish the opportunity, and um, you know, none of this happens overnight. You know, that's that's kind of what we talked about yesterday. In order for this to happen and get back to the semifinals or go further, um, it takes a lot of work, um, and, and it doesn't happen overnight. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to come easy just because we've done it two years in a row. Um, there's a process that has to be followed to get it done. And um, so far, uh, these group, this group of kids we've got right now have been up to that challenge.
1: Good programs, they don't rebuild, they reload. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what you just told me, that's what's happening. There's a, there's a reload process to it, but with that sustained success is what we're seeing. Uh, I, and all that banter that I've read, I laugh at it. I giggle mm-hmm. at it because I think, like I said, good programs like what you got here in Oak City, uh reload so looking forward to uh how you're going to reload and looking at that results in the fall so uh, how's that process gone how how is i'm always curious because back 20 plus years ago i knew yeah there was spring practices there was no such thing as a spring game at the high school level i know you're going to attempt it today but uh weather proved otherwise but what are you allowed to do when it comes to spring practice and what's the ossa is allowing you to um
2: basically you get 10 practices within a certain amount of days um and and i think we only did five four or five um just running around installing a few things seeing what it looks like but uh um you know that's kind of the, you get you get 10 days and you can have one team camp uh, you have 10 pre- spring practices which would be called spring football and then one team camp or you can have you can do two team camps um and so you know that's kind of the rules i don't We don't – some people really like spring football. Some people don't even do it at all. And we just kind of, as a staff, kind of sat down and said, well, there's a couple things we need to look at and see if we can take it into the fall Mm -hmm. um, instead of, you know, going into fall camp with it and going, well, this ain't going to work, and and then wasting time on it. So that's kind of what we wanted to do this spring, and um, and the kids knew that. And so we we just – we wanted to look at some things um, that we thought benefited our kids in a different way um, than last year. Um, So – that's really all we used it for,
1: you know. At the four A level and lower, there's there's I don't know if it's a problem. It's a good thing to have. You got multi-sport stars, mm-hmm. and baseball had a great season mm-hmm. this past season, and they were really focused on that. Do you have to wait till they're done? Do you do it at the same time? How does that work? Yeah. Out?
2: So as far uh, as far as USA goes, you can't start spring practice until the final sport in your school is done okay that's that's the rule um and you know i as far as like the multi-sport athlete i want our kids to play everything and help everything and um you know obviously you know coach mcclure and, and the baseball team was outstanding this year um i said and they've got that thing rolling too i assume they'll be outstanding again next year and um which is awesome it's a great time to be a part of elk city public schools and uh academically it's it's a top-notch school and um it's just a great place to be real honest so um it's it's been a lot of fun to be here and be a part of um, of all the great things that are going on with the school system.
1: So what's your summer look like? What are you allowed to do in the summer? I know the seven on seven thing is a, is a thing that's getting popular, but that doesn't. I was thinking about it last night. That doesn't really fall into your brand of offense to take out uh, seven guys and go throw it around against another school. So what do you do?
2: Well, we'll 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 do some of that uh, for defense, and and you know we may try yeah. to throw it a little more this year, um, and so. We'll do some of that, but as, as far as, you know, going all over God's green earth and, and playing uh, seven on seven, that's just really not my cup of tea. We'll probably host a couple uh, things out here on the practice field once or twice a week. But uh, um, other than that, we're just going to lift weights and, and get bigger, faster, stronger, and, and hopefully get, you know, mentally and physically tougher.
1: Had some key positions that you'll have to fill uh, between, um, well, since the last game and, and up until uh, fall camp. um I'm sure there's those haven't been decided yet mm-hmm. because you want to keep those guys going is is that the process how that works
2: yeah I mean it, it's it's a it, nobody's gonna win a state championship in May so uh, th- those those position battles will clear up to uh, um, the fall and through fall camp and, and maybe even into the first couple games of the season I mean I, I think we did that last year and um, you know those people who want to win those jobs eventually, you know the, the cream will always rise to the top, and we'll figure out who, exactly who those guys are.
1: Looking ahead the next fall, just uh, peeking into the schedule, just off the top of my mind, I'm going to Canadian Texas. We had a classic with them last mm-hmm. year, hosting Carl Albert, a perennial favorite in the five A level. Uh, I believe Altus is still on that schedule. Um, still on the schedule. I mean, some some formidable opponents outside of even the district, of course, mm-hmm. of the Clinton and Weatherfords. Um, it should be a challenge.
2: No, it'll be. It's it's a great schedule. You know, we, we we'll have. Uh, And when we get into district play, we'll know exactly who we are, kind of like last year. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, we can figure out the best um, 11 guys on offense and defense and and be able to be, when we get into district play, be battle-tested and know exactly um, our strengths and our weaknesses and and make a run at another district title is the plan. Head coach
1: Zach Maynard, Big Elk football coach, thanks for being in with us. Again, no spring game tonight, but a bright future ahead for the big Oak football team looking forward to it coach have a good summer
2: yes sir come too. see
1: us come if you get bored just pop in okay i'll do that <laughs> all right take care good seeing you good seeing you. thanks again to head coach zach maynard big Oak football head coach again no spring game tonight weather having uh given us some i don't want to call them problems we when we have plans sometimes i wish the weather would hold off just a little bit i do like jimmy jimmy clark filling in for me over there i'm filling in for aaron <laughs> aaron's out Golfing, I'm using that term loosely. <laughs> He's out there, I'm sure, waiting for a break in the rain. But uh, Jimmy, I'm I, I I like the rain that comes in at night. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just that come. And I was hoping I saw it came in. It woke me up about 12:45. Checked my radar on the phone, and uh, that might be out of here by morning. You know, everybody'd be fine. This is how I want rain. Come in at night, rain everything, yeah, rain, rain, go. rain, and then go and give us a pretty day. It's but, a, it's moving out. It's almost out of here. You got a radar up over there? I do. It's just about just, done. Just about done. How about, how about a like rain gauges or mezzanet? Do you have rain totals? Yeah, I, I, mean, I do. I did. That's, I mean, I know we I know it's a sports show, but.
3: Well, the mezzanine. We, we want to know. I, I'm not looking at the mezzanine today because the rain, the heavy, heavy rains were away from all the mesonets and they weren't gauging them very good this morning. So I went to my radar scope and my, oh my, between uh, Eric and Sayre over there around Hex and along the river over there across the river, uh, they got three, four inches down by wow. my place west of Willow. I always say west of Willow, but I'm actually close to Reed compared to yeah. Willow. Uh, I got three inches down there, and four miles away, Reed got eight inches. That's incredible. So That's in it, incredible. So in North Elk here, they got three. I think everybody pretty much got some rain in central western Oklahoma. Is there, there.
1: such thing as too much rain? Serious well, question. Serious question. Well,
3: here's a serious answer from my, my grandpa.
1: Oh, I love it. Okay.
3: I'd rather wait for it to dry up than wait on the rain. That's a good point.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. Great point. I know at my house we have a you know a traditional rain gauge. I have an electronic one, and I, I failed to look at it this morning. But my wife did look at this new rain gauge we put in the front yard. It said four inches. Yeah, that's probably pretty close. I, I don't know if she, some of her watering last night trickled in and she forgot <laughs> to empty it, but. <laughs> I believe it now that you tell me those totals. So. Yeah,
3: they got three. Uh, I talked to Dean Kephart this morning yeah, North yeah. Kanoon, yeah, yeah no and team. he had two seven. So, yeah, it's Makes, very
1: possible. It's very possible. And um, More on the way. More on the way in the forecast. In fact, we might look at that later. Uh, it's on everybody's mind, and we love all that rain we can get. Hey, uh, baseball, Big 12 baseball tournament started yesterday. It's a couple of upsets. Kansas. Kansas. I said that fancy. They beat number one Texas six to three, uh, the number one oh, seed. It is a that. double elimination tournament, so they're not done. Uh, but Kansas with the shocker to start things off uh uh for in the day, and it started off uh with uh, with a well, a pretty pretty big play.
0: Runners going to three two. Reader drives one out toward right field. That's hit well. Dylan Campbell moving back, and that is gone. Grants to lobby time. For Jansen Reeder, 6-2 to two Kansas.
1: Texas was able to attack one more on, but again, Kansas wins it 6-3 to three over the top-ranked Longhorns. Uh, thanks in large part to the Grand Slam right there from Jansen Reeder. And then, it was Bedlam time again. Of course, OSU just uh, a week earlier, not even a week earlier, last weekend, uh, won uh, two out of three games over OU in Norman to take that uh, official Big 12 series uh, from the Sooners. Uh, but uh, I think, and then that kind of set up with OSU being the two seed and OU being the seven seed, that set up a rematch in the Big 12 tournament. And something in the back of my mind, Jimmy, told me that OU might have a chance because something about OU. And Skip Johnson in the postseason, we saw it last, last year. year. Yep, could and they've been playing a little better toward down the stretch here. Could they put together something special again? And uh, thanks in large part to some timely hitting and OSU errors. They were able to do just that. A take over the take-over-the-game type of player. And he's got a comebacker here, and it's under the glove of Riggio into center
0: field. That'll score another run as Orduno comes in to third as Clark. It's another RBI base hit for Oklahoma. This one from John Spikerman. Uh,
1: John Spikerman, he didn't let him finish there, uh, with the RBI right there. And there were a lot of, uh, I don't know how many without looking at the box score, but there were Costly errors committed by OSU, but OU came out and jumped on uh, OSU early, uh, taking advantage of two uh, start-the-game walks from OSU. Ray Will played a couple runs in that first inning and, and walk away with it, winning 9-5. to five, And that sets up today's schedule in the Big 12 tournament. OSU, or excuse me, Texas and Kansas State in the losers bracket playing right now. They started about 23 minutes ago. Uh, winner advances or stays alive in the Big 12 tournament. Losers going home, and OSU will follow that at 12:30. They play West Virginia. Yet another upset. Number six Texas Tech defeated West Virginia six to two last night. When that game didn't start to about 9:30, right? I couldn't stay up for it, but by the time, but I stayed up as long as I could, and Tech was already up three to nothing on them uh, by the second or third inning. And they pull away and win it six to two. So it's nothing but upsets. All the top seeds except for TCU. Yeah, but they got an upset. But TCU woo-hoo. run rolled Kansas State by the way, sixteen to five <laughs> yeah. yesterday to start things off uh, in the tournament. So, um, but that's baseball. You know, sometimes you got your pitching working and your hitting working and everything's working out for you. And that's what happened yesterday for Kansas and OU, namely. And OU again now. So it begs the question: Can OU go on another magical run? that we saw from them last year. We're gonna tough, tough ask today taking on Texas Tech, but it's not like Texas Tech has been dominant like they have been in the past. They are the sixth seed, OU the seventh seed. Uh, but they've got to believe after taking down their rivals, OSU, that maybe they could pull off another upset. So that's happening tonight at 730. Hopefully, OSU, when they can play, I mean, when they can put it all together, especially with the pitching, they have hitting. When they can put it together with the pitching – not commit those costly errors like we saw uncharacteristic errors if you ask me yeah but you know i was just looking oh you had two errors too yeah it's a couple well, that comes yeah. with the nature of the game yeah now look did you have that box up i i don't know i can yeah, effort I it. A, i can effort it right meow. i had it up there it is. Yeah,
3: that's uh, yeah, weird. I cannot. They had that. the same amount of hits, the whole nine yards. Both had two errors each, and yeah. Uh, oh, you just but runs them. off of errors, errors though is what is, was yes. kind of the difference. Yes, walks.
1: Look up uh, based on balls. Tell me what that was. Oh, now you're asking a lot. Oh, uh, where's
3: it? At? Walks. Uh, oh, my baby.
1: This is so weird. On this, where I'm at, it won't let me click on the box score. It's, I think walks were the problem for OSU yesterday. Yeah, from what I saw. You they? put people on. Good teams know how to produce, move those runners around, and produce some runs. Well, listening. Skip Johnson and his aggressive, his staff and his aggressive uh, running style on the base path—that that—that's what got him to the College World uh, Series final last year. know uh, I mean, it could possibly take them deep in the postseason this year. But again, tough task with Texas Tech today. 7.30 30 pitch on that one. OSU at 12.30 today. By the way, both those clips were courtesy of ESPN.
3: There you go. Radio. Here,
1: here we go. You got
3: it? Walks issued by OSU were 10. OU only had three. And OU had two stolen bases. And OSU didn't have any.
1: There's that aggressive running yeah. I was talking there about. There you go. 10 walks compared to two? Three. Three? Yeah, you can't have that. You can't nope. win ball games by putting people on base. I nope. Cons- uh, like that. So there you go. Um, okay. We'll jump back to college in just a few. Let's go hockey. Hockey was fun <laughs> last night. The Panthers win in dramatic fashion, five to four over Carolina. Why was it dramatic? Well, it was uh Panthers going into this the Eastern Conference Finals. They're up three to nothing on Carolina. Panthers talk about a magical postseason run. They've been on it and they had a chance to sweep in the conference finals to get to their second stanley cup finals last night and they did just that thank you to matthew kachuk and his goal with four point was it 4.3 seconds left on the clock in the third period
0: Baby,
1: That place had <laughs> to have been wild. And if, do yourself a favor. First off, you should be watching these hockey playoffs. Second, go online and find the videos, not just that video from – that was TNT, by the way, but find the videos from the fans' perspective. Just from the nosebleeds, from rinkside to everywhere, it is Awesome it's awesome to see that and and the fans going crazy just look on their face and you see tears some some videos you see people just crying because they were so happy because they knew what that meant it was like 4.3 seconds left a goal that goes in and this isn't uh, a jared aether ran show without the radio call by the way i couldn't find the radio for the baseball but the radio call uh from the panther radio network on that goal it, it i got to tell you, Jimmy, it's a little disappointing. It's not as exciting as I thought it would be, but it still, it's still pretty cool.
0: Kachuk out at the right point, covering 15 seconds in regulation. Kachuk, Reinhardt near circle. Reinhardt in the circle. Shot, and it's fought off by Anderson. Barkov, right circle. Down to the eagle. Kachuk in front of shot. He scores! He scores! He scores! Matthew Kachuk, a power! Power play goal for Matthew Kachuk and the Panthers are 4.3 seconds away from an Eastern Conference Championship and a trip to the Stanley Cup Final. Can you believe it? When the chips are down, when the stakes are the highest, it's number 19 in red coming through. <laughs> that I was would, pretty it good. It was good.
1: I would I'm just thinking if it was me, you wouldn't understand what I was saying. Oh, at 4.3 seconds I'm my voice. Like, oh, you could tell his voice was straining. <laughs> I I, I would it was been a lot. Of, think about calling it on radio. I mean on TV you still hear those guys going and going and going, but on radio you got to paint that picture. So, well, those guys hockey on TV a, get paid more than the well, radio guys. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it's more satisfying on radio. But uh, he he, he, they they gotta paint that picture and constantly talk about what's happening on and that's such a fast sport and he you know, give him credit. It's from I didn't get his name, uh is from the uh WBRA uh ninety eight one there out of uh Florida, the Florida Panther Radio Network right there. So Well what's that was what's pretty cool. cool what's cool about
3: uh, this team is they've been basically at the bottom for three quarters of the season. Yeah. And to come in and pull the first people they got to play in the uh, playoffs is Boston, who had the best record ever
1: historically. But yeah, yeah, yeah. right, and, yeah.
3: And look at them. Uh, I think it's I think it's
1: great. Oh, it's that story you love. You know, it's it's that that Matthew Block story that you love. So it's uh, very cool. And um, they have a chance to. Well, they're in the Stanley Cup uh, Finals, awaiting an opponent, Las Vegas Golden Knights, who's up three to nothing over the Dallas Stars, they'll play tonight. The Golden Knights, kind of that team, too, It's kind of been red hot right. on the ice. I, you know, I was on the Edmonton bandwagon, Edmonton Oilers, and I have been for a few years ever since the Barons came to Oklahoma City because that was their farm team. And I was like, okay, I kind of gravitated towards Edmonton, and Barons have since gone, but I still like Edmonton and in. I thought Edmonton, when Boston went out, when the defending champs went out, uh, Colorado, that this Stanley Cup is going to be wide open. And so it's Edmontons to lose, but well then they go and lose to Vegas. And, and Vegas looks like the team out of the West. Again, up 3 to nothing on Dallas. They got a chance to close it out and get back to the Stanley Cup Finals in their young franchise history. Let's go ahead and take one more time out. We'll come back. We'll talk about what should we talk about? NBA playoffs that continues tonight with the Heat traveling to Boston, chance to close out the Celtics. But a lot of people are leaning on the Celtics side uh, to come back and and win this series, which I think is crazy. It's crazy enough. Me and Aaron made a burrito bet out of the deal. If I lose, I owe him two. Uh oh. Yeah. Who'd you take? The heat to to close us out. So I'm gonna I'm a big Miami fan tonight.
3: You better find a special too for price. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's no problem. I think I'm gonna
1: get a free one across the street. Jared Atha filling in for Aaron Kalk. I got Jimmy Clark across the way helping uh, filling in for me, I guess, and helping me out because I can't do this show alone. People might think, oh, radio's easy. It's not, right, Jimmy? Since you've been on radio, since you've come on and done your show, is radio easy?
3: Not by yourself. No. No, but when you get when you got somebody in with you and you having a conversation, yeah. it's uh it's 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 easier.
1: Do do you just come in and turn on the mic and talk and then go home? No. No. <laughs> no. I wish you could. I'd only be here an hour, and 5 Full minutes. Full disclosure, that's my biggest pet peeve is people think radio is easy. <laughs> people think that what we do is just the easiest job in the world. I know, there's a lot of behind the really good. This, you're eating that stuff. <laughs> what do you got there? It's man, new, hot off the shelf. This is uh, from our friends at Tucker Family Beef. Yes, got a beef stick here. I tried the jalapeno before I came in. You you it, what you are eating jalapeno in the morning? Yeah, man. I'm glad our desks are very close. We're in, I was in the military. You eat what you can <laughs> when That's you can. True. <laughs> that looks good though, man. So you brought me some, right? I or, did. Or Those both, are yours. Both of these are mine. Yep. Yeah. Hey, guess yeah. what? What's they're that? they're all inclusive. Being sold at the Sarah National. <laughs> you're just you're a marketing fool I today. I've learned that from you. <laughs> when you yeah, very good. Well, very, that's where I bought them. Very good. That's where you bought. That's where you got. You mm-hmm. bought them, or you just said I'll pay you later. I put them on my tab since you're so uh, plugged in there over there at Sarah National. Those yeah. look good.
3: Yeah. yeah, those are really good. Those are really good. Monty Tucker, you did good. I like them both.
1: I I need to. Uh, I need to get my order in. I need to get some more beef in my free freezer from Tucker Family Beef because uh, some I've had from him is fantastic. Oh no, it's good. Does a good job over there. All right, Jimmy. You know we were kind of because we have a little bit of time here. We were kind of filling some. We are talking off air about you got a new dog. You got, I did. You got a new bird dog. Yeah. Okay. That's that's, got that's her a, picture already. That, there you go. That's <laughs> a sport. So we could talk about it. Um, and you're already working with her. To yeah, to, she's uh,
3: she's eight weeks old. Her name is Beth. She was uh, flown into Will Rogers from Idaho. It was cheaper to have flown in and go get her.
1: That's amazing.
3: Yeah, and she loved the plane ride. And uh, there's a, what's cool is it was a airline stewardess has a puppy. She also has another business called the airline's puppy nanny. So they fly up in the cabin with her, and they don't have to be in cages or nothing. And
1: it's just a lot better relaxing. Probably. is it What, the dog, does he just... She she sitting in the she stewardess lap. To, she had her yeah. Well, or they, do they have to? Do you have to little, buy a seat for this dog uh, on uh, the uh, plane? That,
3: that part I don't know. But no, she was in the uh, stewardess cabin. Uh, she had a litter mate with her too. She do, She left Boise, went to Vegas, went to Houston, dropped a puppy off there, and then come back to Well Rogers and dropped another what, puppy off. What
1: do do they? What if the dog has the puppy has to, you know, go? Yeah. Yeah. They got a a potty pad there. You just let him go. Yeah. Just let her go.
3: But she said neither one of them did it in flight. Wow. That was lucky. So, anyway, I got her. I'd say Uh, the airlines were kind of messed up Sunday. So, my wife, bless her. Thank you very much, Sandy. She went to Will Rogers to get it because I had the show at noon and brought her back. Got here just as the show was over and uh she's a wire hair pointing griffon we call them griffs and they look like german wire hairs but they're not they're they're not even kin i don't think but uh anyway we went out front right off the bat i took her out front uh in the grass and gabe wanted to see her but he was on the phone talking so i was letting her run around and she went on point right in the right in front of the studio. And I was going, you silly girl, walked over there, and it was an eggshell from a robin uh, that just hatched. Oh wow! So she pointed at a bird. <laughs> well, that's a bird, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's awesome. So last night she slept all night. First Th- uh, through three, the thunder and everything. They, everything. Night before I had to get up and let her go potty twice, yeah, well, and, yeah. and then and then and blah blah blah. You may, anyway, uh, yeah. I understand this bird dog pup is eight weeks old. Yesterday, I said, I'm going to take you on a walk. I'm going to wear you out. Well, a mile and a half later, I was done and she was still going. <laughs>
1: yeah, so. those dogs, You, I think, will. I bet she slept good. Yeah, she slept good. But they, they don't know when to stop, right? I no, mean, it's they full know. of energy. I mean, sometimes you got to stop them. Yeah, oh, yeah, I bet.
3: But she's a. She's a. The wire hair pointing griffon is a versatile dog, which she's good. For. Zoe, the pup, or the dog I just lost in November, mm-hmm. she would hunt. Uh, anything i want uh she would uh deer deceased deer she'd hunt uh, them and uh i'd let her hunt everybody says oh you can't let your bar- bird dog chase other things if you have your bird dog trained and disciplined you can let them do anything they want
1: um, they're uh, yeah. I mean, you don't want them spooking deer where they're not going to come back. Or no, you know, but but but, uh,
3: but you know, she she's great in the water. She's great with the water dogs. She loved pheasant. Her pheasant was her favorite. Yeah, quail. She hunted quail very good. And uh, she's the only dog I ever owned caught a jackrabbit.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that's where you keep she, and mount she, the jackrabbit she, she <laughs> yeah. rode she
3: rode the swather with me and so if she's seen something whether it's a cottontail a rat or whatever yeah. i'd stop let her jump out the swather go chase yeah. until she did i just call her back <laughs> she was after this jackrabbit out there in that field joey and, R- and kelly riptoes for her about a minute and a half. I was getting ready to call her off. It was 90 degrees. Oh, yeah. And these are hot. These are very cold-weather dogs. And the jackrabbit zigged when it should have zagged. Boom.
0: boom. <laughs> rolled over and just grabbed uh, just, just and rolled. And just, I'm, yeah. I'm
3: excited about this year. Uh, as you know, I'm uh, one of the officers in our North Fork Quail Forever chapter. Yeah, yeah. We've got four counties here in western Oklahoma and uh reports i've got and what i'm seeing a lot of pairs of
1: coil are running around and it's well it's this time. weather definitely helps when you get all this moisture yeah the eight inch uh, doesn't no that does the, That could wash the, out but yeah. i saw um my my kids during the summer they stay at a place that is north of canute a few miles and i saw uh four you know run across the road and kind of run parallel to the road when i was driving well, you yep. know there's, there's some but They're, I mean, definitely I'm, what constitutes a covey. I'm not sure how I many is a...
3: Well, there's no covey. <laughs> there shouldn't be any coveys right now. They're all pairs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah.
1: But anyway, so far,
3: uh, roadside camp from friends of mine and everywhere, uh, we're seeing birds, which is great. Uh, it's great for... This, you know, we quail since the 90s. It's just
1: flip a coin. Right. Yeah. I remember you You could go out, check cattle, walk through the brush. Boom. But I mean, it was nonstop. You didn't even have to have a bird dog. No. But now it's it's so sparse. now you better have a good one. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's cool. I'm excited. Uh, yeah,
3: Beth is. Uh, I'll keep you guys up to date. You should
1: keep us updated. And I know you like to put stuff on the KCO Facebook page. <laughs> and you know, keep us updated on Beth. You say Beth. Beth, keep yep. us updated. And it's
3: not Beth Dutton off of Yellowstone. And <laughs> uh, some some of you guys are probably too young, but everybody remember the song from the '70s from the band Kiss, Beth. That's, uh, okay. that's That's who I named it after. Very good. Yeah. So, I don't
1: take. I didn't take you as being a fan of Kiss.
3: Oh uh, well, back in the day, <laughs> I was in high school then. Okay, if you <laughs> wanted to hang out with the ladies, you <laughs> went to the Kiss concert. Did you paint your face like Gene uh, Simmons? No, did you, you didn't
1: paint your face. But my
0: girlfriend
1: did. <laughs> oh my goodness,
0: uh, <laughs>
3: I was an Aerosmith okay cheap trick, uh cheap trick yeah guy. yeah yeah
1: i was aerosmith cheap trick guy kiss is is down on my list it's yeah. not off my list it's just you know but you mentioned i like aerosmith you know they're about to go on a farewell tour by the way yep uh cheap trick sure yeah you know they're big in japan Did you know that uh, cheap
3: uh cheap tricks from right up here uh, uh north of us at uh, saint joe missouri and first concert i actually went to was cheap trick and that guy busting that guitar on stage I was I was a fan forever and I got to see who else was at uh uh Kansas Kansas, Kansas yeah. and so it was good and uh but anyway it was uh that's that's who she's named after not, uh, Beth, okay. Dutton. not I,
1: Beth Dutton Beth uh,
3: Dutton yeah I' bet everybody misses that one <laughs> but anyway uh uh it's a if you guys are into bird hunting and you got rid of your bird dogs last year go ahead go find you another and there's gonna be some quail this year
1: awesome awesome again looking forward to uh seeing beth and grow up and she's gonna hang out out in the studio don't worry yep hey softball i know my favorite. softball fans i am obviously as a girl dad i i've i've gravitated to that sport having a lot of fun coaching my kids and, and and other girls and uh, you know, and then of course it's, it really helps when you're, you're an OU fan nowadays, because the OU softball team has been dominant, and we are in super regional weekend. It's another step towards the College World Series. Into uh, the two state schools, OU and OSU, both hosting super regionals. OU hosting Clemson. That doesn't start until tomorrow, uh, with game one Saturday, game two, then if necessary on Sunday. OSU, though, only two Super Regionals are starting today. One of those is OSU. They are hosting Oregon, who's coming in with a 38-15 record. Oklahoma State, I think they're off that little snide that they were on where they lost like 13 of 14 games. Uh, They've bounced back nicely. Yeah, they they ran through uh, their their regional um, last weekend. And now they host Oregon, who's come in. uh, An unranked Oregon team, by the way. Uh, very formidable opponent, but they got to come to Stillwater, and they play tonight at 8 o'clock uh, for game one, game two tomorrow at five. I guess the big question I kind of alluded to this uh, before we went the break is the weather. Um, what's the weather going to look like up in Stillwater? Will they get any of this rain?
3: It's 8 o'clock tonight, right? 8 o'clock uh, tonight.
1: Uh, they might dodge.
3: I'm on it. Excuse me. Uh,
1: I'm on it. The I'm weather it. bullet, but. While you do that, I'm going to bring up a radar and, and just see, you know, you can do that future radar and see if anything's going to go up there, still water away. And and, and and I'm sure they have tarps that will cover it, so I don't think anything before the They're game. Good. You think it's all good to go? They're good to go tonight. They right. don't even have any rain today in still water. It's just all going to stop before it even gets there. Yep. Well, Good deal. So Kenny Gajewski having a great season again. Again, they, they went like lost 13 of 14, but have bounced back nicely from that one. And I don't – I mean, you're at home, protecting home field, home field advantage, all that. I don't see I, – I if it's me, I think they go uh, a full three games here, to be honest with you. What do you think? I think so. You think they'll, uh, they'll I, split I, in the first two, but I think they get I, it done in game three. That's my think, prediction uh, if it's worth anything.
3: OSU has got the uh, defense. They got the offense, but I don't think OSU's got the pitching staff to uh, to play. Against they are Oregon. young. Their pitching staff,
1: yep. um, but sometimes I think that could be an advantage. Hearing uh, Coach Gajewski on yesterday with Jim and Al, and he kind of alluded to this, where you know you got your senior leaders who are used to the big stop spotlight, used to the national television, understanding the the the. Uh, the gra- the gravity of the game the hugeness how big it is a uh, win here or loss there whatever they understand that but sometimes you get freshmen like that and and i use this term not in a disparaging way but they're naive enough to just go out there and play softball right or play the sport like it's because it's new to them and they're like oh, okay that's a camera whatever or you know they just go out there pitch a good game and just say, hey, try to hit it. That's what uh, Coach Gaeski was kind of relating or relaying back to uh, Jim and Al yesterday, and that makes total sense. So, yeah, you can look at it one way of saying, well, that's a freshman, and I forget her name, but she's a freshman. This is a big stage. She could get rattled. I like the way he's looking at it. It's like, she's a freshman. She doesn't know what the big stage is, and she's a good pitcher. Right. I like that approach, and I think that's a big advantage when you do that at home. Right. You could see it being a problem on the road, fans going crazy, out of your environment. I mean, imagine if this is up in Oregon, it's probably, I don't know, 50 degrees and probably wet and rainy as it is here. I mean, this might be more like Oregon weather right now. Might be an advantage to <laughs> Might be an advantage to Oregon. But but she is at home. You know, they're all at home, so I don't see any problem. Nah, I don't either. Right look, at, look at the real deal from OU. Man, she just comes
3: out there and smokes them, and she's a freshman. True freshman. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The other regional, by the way, is Florida State hosting, uh, number three Florida State hosting Georgia. Something to keep an eye on. Uh, Let me look up the time on that Super Regional. Is that 6 o'clock our time? Yep, 6 o'clock. Okay. So, one to keep an eye on. And, you know, the other Super Regionals, I'll go through them here. Of course, Norman in Norman, Oklahoma hosting Clemson. That starts tomorrow, Saturday, if necessary, going to Sunday. Uh, And I think I said that wrong earlier with Oklahoma State. Today's game one. Tomorrow's game two, if necessary, is on Saturday. In Durham, North Carolina, Duke is hosting Stanford. That's an 8-9 seed matchup. And Tuscaloosa, Alabama hosting Northwestern. That's a 5-12 matchup. Number four, Tennessee, hosting Texas another big 12 team the national runner-up from last year Watch that game. Watch that series okay. I'm not I'm not writing Texas off just yet no I mentioned Florida State and Oklahoma State those are the only two starting today. Washington is hosting an unranked Louisville or Louisiana team. Uh, up Watch in that. Seattle. Watch that game. You think so? <laughs> Louisiana is the sleeper. There we go. And and how about uh, the darlings of this tournament, the Cinderellas, if you will, is Utes. San Diego State going to Utah? Fifteenth ranked Utah, fifteenth seeded Utah. San Diego State, a part of that regional that saw UCLA, the number two seed, go down. I meant to bring this question up uh, on Monday. We just ran out of time with Jim, and I'll ask you. Is, is UCLA going down bad for multiple reasons? One, for OU and their mindset moving forward, Going, let's say they get past Clemson and they go to the College World Series and then they see the other participants and none of them are the Bruins. Does that make sense? Like they go, this is ours. Because our challenge, our one challenge – could be ucla but you know yes they run rolled them early 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 in the year but ucla going you know it you see where i'm going with that yeah, yeah. or or is it, it like a it. or is it a good i mean or and then is it a bad thing on the perception let's say oh goes and wins their third in a row and they go and the the perception is yeah well that was the year ucla has the they got upset they weren't challenged.
3: I see that. I see people lipping that off because UCLA ain't there. But you got to look here. We got Florida State still in here, and Florida State's always been a challenge. In uh, a, a team, Oklahoma beat. Uh, yeah, and Tennessee. Uh, the Lady Volunteers have been great all year. I think they're one of the better teams out there all year. But I'm going to go out on a limb here and bet you a burrito. (laughs) Maybe you could use my burrito to pay Aaron. what's, What's the bet? What's the bet? My bet is that the finals this year is going to be OU and Utah.
1: I'll take that bet all day. Okay. I don't think it will be Utah. All right. I think Utah will get there, but I don't I don't see it's probably Utah. going to be Tennessee or Florida uh, Florida State,
3: but Utah is playing they're coming off of beating UCLA but here's the deal. I think UCLA's been overrated all year long. I really have. Uh, yes, they got one of the best pitchers in softball right now yeah
1: they' won, they beat UCLA to be the win the pac 12 title and, uh, and that's not I think people are failing to realize UCLA was not playing their best ball. But Towards the end of this year. Utah also beat UCLA in their normal. In their regular season. Yeah,
3: so yeah. one game at least. But anyway, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm going with right. OU and Utah, and it'll probably be, like I said, the, either one of the I'm other two. I'm not ready
1: to pick who's going to be participating with OU in the finals. But, it just uh, feels like that's inevitable. But I'll wait until next week when we see who's participating. Yeah. But if you're already wanting to make that bet before the Super Regional even yeah. starts, I, I I can't help but take that bet. <laughs> okay, bring it on. Yeah. But OU, you know, you get back to the OU-UCLA uh, deal.
3: Uh, I, I'm a super big OU fan. You know that, as big as you are. But OU is, uh, I think this is their best team ever. They got it all. Pitching. Best team ever? Really? I think it's one of the best teams ever because they just don't have one – Girl on offense, knocking home runs. I've like, been saying that all season long. Yeah. You're right. And then, But they have a full pitching staff. Yeah. They can yeah. resort to anybody they want. And, you know, when we won a uh, year before last, the championship, you know, we depended on what's her name. Whereas uh, yeah. she she had to come in and pitch all the time. We can throw anybody on the mound right now.
1: Yeah, and, it was very telling when, help me with a uh, young lady's name who got hurt, She's a good pitcher. Ball. Jordy. Yeah, Jordy Ball. Fireball. (laughs) When she got uh, injured last year last year, and then Gasso having to kind of, you know, it was kind of pitching by committee and was able to navigate that. Jordy did come in at times in spurts. A little bit. But she wasn't that dominant Jordy that we'd seen all season long up before the injury. You're right. I mean, that was kind of telling for me, like, you know, it's not just a one-pitching show and, so you, and last year we had... And that's nice uh, to have in the game of yeah. softball. You can ride that pitcher all, all season long, you know, bearing inj- barring any kind of severe injury, which what happened to OU last year, but they had so many good pitchers uh, behind her, and that we and got, that's a and good we got, We got... You and, know, and, and, and on the offensive side, yeah. I mean, there's, there's the offense up and down the lineup. There's five girls on the team right now with more than 10 home it's runs. It's fantastic. And it's not like it was when it was Kalani Ricketts or... Um, Chamberlain, or you know, the list goes on and on. Where there's always that one, it's kind of like OU football with a running back. It just seemed like there's always that next guy up. There's always a dominant running back, you know, that was the star of the offense. And or lately, quarterback. It's in, and that's kind of how it was with the OU softball. Was there's always that one hitter that everybody stopped. Jocelyn Alo. you know, they stopped what they were doing to watch Jocelyn Allo at right. bat because yeah. she had a chance to hit a home run, literally every, every time sweep. at bat. Yeah. Yeah, and there's she not almost that, did. Yeah, but. and then there's not really that this year. There's not that dominant batter, but they have a dominant lineup up and down the lineup. Well, look what they did with OSU uh, in Bedlam. They were down
3: uh, twice, twice, and they got to the last inning and uh, they're in the middle, uh, towards the back of the line uh, lineup.
1: Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, you want that. You <laughs> yeah. want you want to be challenged and. There was that talk of, you know, they're on this run. Have how many wins in a row right now? Without looking up, it's in the 40s, I believe. 40. uh... It, 46. It's incredible. And there's records 47. This if they win to tomorrow, the, the, they the, tie the national record. Yes. the NCAA record is 47. Yep. How funny is that? Oh, yeah. you. That's a, OU in forty seven, right? That, that's a good question uh right there. We
3: got just a few minutes here. That's a good question Dakota asked about uh why our D one program so slow at starting softball program. I wondered that earlier
1: in this year, you know, because well, what's the question? Let me I'm reading it now. Uh They only started program. Clemson's only started a program in two thousand seventeen. Why well, are DRM programs so slow at starting a softball it's program? It's money, I think. It's, uh, it's a great question. It might be the the distribution of money, where people right. feel like you know, you know. Once upon a time, long time ago, right before a woman named Sherry Cole took over the OU basketball program, right. that basketball program was about to be cut. Yeah. Yes. It was about to be hacked because it wasn't good. Nobody was going. It was losing money. And then that Sherry Cole was hired, and the rest is history. The wins came; they got to the Final Fours. Uh, Baranchek, I think, is going to keep that going. She seems to be building the program or keeping the program at a high level. But I think it is; it has to do with money. Some the the sport right now is becoming so popular yep. that you're going to see more and more. And I I am honestly Dakota from the Texan. I'm shocked that I didn't know that about Clemson not having 2,000 or a, a softball program. Title Nine pre uh, two thousand seventeen and Title Nine has something to do with it too. You got to even out the the but particip- the particip- participation, participation uh chances for uh, men and women. So funny how Title Nine is reads one way, but then we got swimmers. Never mind. So how many? So how many? Uh, let's see. Uh,
3: we got Kansas. K State doesn't have a uh, girls softball team, do they? Yeah, they do, don't they? Uh, and then uh, I don't know. No, mate. Nah. and then uh, Texas Tech does obviously.
1: But you know, think about this: Iowa State does not play baseball. No, nah. I mean, how crazy is that? Field of Dreams was filmed in Iowa. Yeah, and Iowa State. But they got a softball baseball. team. <laughs> but they do have a softball team. Yeah, uh, it's all about money. Is really what it points to for me. Is but back to my point: this is good. Get, Kansas, yeah, but Kansas State's. what well, we're asking on the text line. Yeah, we know Kansas has softball. I can't remember if Kansas State does. I think they do, but the the popularity of the sport is becoming so big. I think you know more and more universities are seeing that uh, there is money to be made if you can build a successful program. People want to go; they'll go, whatever the sport is. And right now, oh the softball sport in itself has become so popular. It's become, when it comes around the World Series time, I mean, I have every game on that I possibly can. Because then there's that high level of softball you just love to see. Speaking of which, I just remembered this, and I've been meaning to look this up. Um, UCO softball is... uh, In the D two national championship tournament, wasn't they uh, last year too? I don't know if it was last year or the year before. I know it might have been the year before, but they've been playing really, really well. The reason I bring them up, obviously, because they're out of. I got to get there. They're out of uh, Oklahoma. Yeah. Again, another fine example of a Oklahoma is the mecca of softball because every team it feels like at every level is playing uh, college level is playing at a high level. Uh, Another reason is, uh, this name might be familiar with some from Western Oklahoma, especially uh, from Clinton, where I'm from. John Hunter is uh, basically the first assistant on that team uh, for the softball team. Uh, Great coach, great guy, great family. I know them since I was first grade. My best friend is his brother. So John Hunter, having great success as a softball coach at UCO, the first assistant over there. And they're on their way. They actually played today at 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock against Nova Southeastern. UCO, UCO is the two seed in this national tournament. So I'm going to keep tabs on that one and see how uh, UCO does. Year before last. It's UC, a year before last. We yeah. had three
3: national champions from the state of Oklahoma. That's right. That's right. That is right. Yeah. The other one was from up there around Miami or somewhere up was there. Was it NEO? Yeah. Was
1: it NEO? yeah really, Very really good it's good it's great yep hey 10 o'clock we got to get out of here jimmy thanks for being on hey thanks, thanks for helping me out as always appreciate you yeah thank you to head coach zach maynard oak city high school football coach thank you to him for coming on in a reminder no spring game tonight they were planning on doing something tonight uh, it's not happening because of the rain the success will happen with the oak city football program i can guarantee you that Hey, Aaron, we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good Thursday. You've been
0: listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.